0: I'm Jack Kennedy, and we're here to bring you the latest in MMA. Hey
1: everybody, my name's Hunter Boss, and what the boss says, goes.
2: What is up everyone, my name is Keenan McNamara, and you already know what time it is.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I am Jack Kennedy alongside Kayla McNamara and Hunter Boss. Well, guys, UFC 272 this week. Masvidal, Colby Covington, I mean, what a fight. It's it's basically the BMF belt might be on the line. That's, that's a rumor that started today. I am so excited. Nonetheless, it's going to be great. Let's get started with the news. Um, not very hard. Bit of unfortunate news, right? RDA, not bit. It's a very unfortunate news. RDA was supposed to be fighting Rafael Fiziev. That fight has fallen through because Fiziev got COVID. Well, we've been going back and forth. What opponent is he going to get? Works out that we're doing the podcast today because just recently it got announced that Renato Moicano is going to be stepping in to face RDA in a five-round fight co-main event. Uh, Hunter, what do you think about this? It's crazy,
1: you know the the balls for both men to do this short notice fight. It's very, very, very apparent, you know. Yeah. RDA <laughs> hasn't fought in over a year, um, and he's stepping in on his first fight of the year in a five fight round against a very talented submission artist in Renato Moicano, who can also strike though. He's got good power. They're very similar, you know. I I, I didn't remember the name Renato Moicano off the top of my head. I did watch a few fights uh, to to warm up for this podcast, and I realized in watching both of them. They got somewhat of a similar style, a little bit. They're both very versed in striking, I would say. RDA has great – I think is superior in striking, but Moicano is just right behind them. I mean, he hasn't knocked anyone out yet, but you could tell his striking is still really good. He dropped uh, Cub Sawson with a jab. Um, he held his own against Calvin Cater in a, in a uh, unanimous decision fight in which he stood most of the time. And uh, I just think this is going to be a really good fight. I'm I'm, I'm not – Disappointed as much as I thought I would be. I really wanted to see Rafael e fight, and that we've been waiting. And This fight got moved to this card just because they thought this card wasn't stacked enough, and now it's not even happening. And uh, just it, it hurts me to say it, but honestly, I'm fine with this outcome too because I like Moicano as well. I think Moicano is a very talented fighter. Um, if I were to give my official prediction, um, I would say that Moicano, I think, will edge out a decision, a unanimous decision right here. I think he, he has Rafael Dos Anjos hasn't stepped in the cage in over a year. And when he did step in the cage in the last two or three years, it's not like we've seen anything too, like, surprising from him. All of his fights in the last three years, I would say, have been a little bit lackluster. Like, his Kevin Lee fight and his Paul Felder fight, I didn't see anything too special from him. Honestly, and I, 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 it might be because he's nearing the end of his career. I mean, he made his UFC debut, I think, in 2008. So he's been fighting for nearly, I think, 12, 24 or 24, 24 12 to 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> he's so, uh, for yeah, uh, he could be nearing the end of his career. Um, we'll have to see. This is a real litmus test uh, come Saturday to see if RDA could still hold his own against these new and improved fighters that we're seeing today, today's age. So, I think Moykana will win, maybe unanimous decision. Actually, no. Since it is a five-round fight, I'm going to have to say uh, I'm going to go submission, maybe round three. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have math exams coming
2: up, please don't come to the MMA Island podcast. <laughs> or come to Hunter <laughs> Boss. I'm no
1: math major. <laughs> You're I mean, I too. don't
2: know about Hunter, but I am shite at math, so <laughs> please don't watch any of our videos for that. Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. It's still a good fight but I am pooped a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of a bit like that very famous. And one of my favorite memes, actually of Vince McMahon, uh, in that particular segment, I'm not going to go into any detail about it. Cause we all know what I'm talking about, um, of the faces variously progressing. Yeah. Raphael Faziv, All right. Islam Makachev. Oh, all right. And now it's Hanato Moicano. And I'm kind of back to the first stage. Um, Look, I have nothing against Hanato Moicano, Very, very good fighter, very accomplished fighter. But it's just, it's not the same as the two Rafaels or Islam Makachev stepping in. Um, I'm not going to go into either of them because obviously both those situations suck. I hope Rafael gets better. And as for Islam, not too sure what happened there. It seemed like they both wanted it, but it didn't come to fruition. But we've got a weight at 160, I believe, between Hanado and Rafael dos And skill-wise, it's a very good fight. Um, RDA and Hanado are both very good pressure fighters, I would say. Very similar to what Hunter just said. They're both very well-versed in striking. Both can more than hold their own in the ground. And realistically, when you look at the skill set, there's very little to separate them. What I will say is, is that I do think RDA will get the decision because I think his experience will pull through in this fight. I think he's got a couple of bags. He's got a couple of tricks in his bag, when it, especially when it comes to the ground. And I think I'd give him the edge over someone like Hanato Moicano, who I would probably give the advantage to in the feet. But I think when this fight hits the deck and it inevitably will, then that really is RDA's bread and butter. You know, very high level black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu very, very decent wrestling, and that is his wheelhouse. So very good fight. Mad props to Hanada Moicano for stepping in on a week's notice. Like Hunter said, the balls on both these guys to take this fight a week out from one of the biggest cards of the year so far. Nothing but respect to both guys, but for me, RDA gets this one.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. It's wild because Two fight cards in a row are, are being replaced by guys that I saw fight live in Houston, yeah. right? Because Muecano literally fought <laughs> and won against Alexander Hernandez, what, three weeks ago now? So, again, massive credit to him. Uh, Yeah, I think the fight I wanted to see most was uh, Makachev step in. Obviously, that didn't yeah. play out Um, because, you know, that, it's it, one of those curse fights, right? They, they, how many times did they book that RDA? Is it three times now they've tried to book Makachev RDA? It's been mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. yeah, so uh, that fight's not gonna happen. Um, Makachev, I am obviously that's our next segment. Is it does he get the title shot next? We'll say our answer is next, but most likely, probably yes. So he's in the driver's seat as far as that goes. Um, I think uh, I think RDA is a great fighter. I really do. I think he's very well rounded. Um, Moi, what, what goes in favor of of Moicano in this one is that he's such a he, he's coming off a, a finish, a, a win that, that was a finish for him, and he's riding momentum off of that. He also is taller and lankier than uh, Rafael Desanjos. So that those are the two things that go in favor for him. What does not go in favor for him, and the, the number one thing, in my opinion, it's not the ground game because Moicano is a jujitsu guy. That's his base. That's his bread and butter. So I really don't give RDA an advantage down there. I'd say they're about equal. Well, I think the biggest factor is in this fight is RDA has been preparing for a five-round fight. Moyakano has been recovering from preparing for a three-round fight. So there is no way in the world. Also, Moyakano is known for tiring out in three-round fights. This is going to be a five-round fight against a guy who has some of the best cardio, some of the most underrated cardio we've seen in the UFC. Um, he literally was cha- – he beat Anthony Pettis to become a champion way back in the day basically because of his cardio and his wrestling, which those are the two big factors here, right? I rate him about even on the ground. But the wrestling has to go to RDA. He for sure has better wrestling. Um, if he can tire out, take down, and tire out Moicano, which I think will happen, I think he gets the unanimous decision win. Um, I don't know. Or or maybe I, he hasn't really finished a guy in a long time, RDA. So I, I, I think uh, I'm going to go unanimous decision. I agree with Keelan. I think uh, RDA is going to take him down, tire him out. Um, what's, what's interesting though, is Moykan is a wild card. You know, he could throw up a knee. Anything could happen. That's what's wild about it. It's why it's going to be fun. However, I do see this one going all five rounds for RDA, uh, to get the victory, but good fight. And still talking about the lightweight division, the stacked lightweight division. Uh, the last fight night that we saw, this is for the best of the best. Of course, Islam Makachev beat Bobby green. Who saw that coming? Um, looked as good as usual, right? I mean just took him down, mauled him. That's it. It takes one takedown from this guy. Uh, Does he deserve the next title shot after beating Bobby green Hunter? What do you think?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I do think he deserves the next title shot. If we just take a look at the top five in in itself, there's no one in the discussion other than Justin Gaethje that deserves a title shot and Justin's already getting one. So I think Islam's going to get it right after Gaethje. Um, he, I remember Islam tweeted out saying that he'll step in against RDA in short notice. I thought that was stupid. I'm like, he's already getting the title shot. There's nothing else to prove there unless he wants more, more of a following, which I understand, but he's, he's got a pretty decent following as it is right now, I'd say. So, um, yeah, I I think he gets the next title shot. I don't think Benil gets it because he hasn't, he hasn't bought, he stepped out against Islam. I don't think Poirier gets it because he's going to welterweight. Gagey's already getting it. We talked about him already. Chandler has lost his last two fights. Boom, that's the top five right there. So there's no one else. Islam. Yeah. No.
2: <clears throat> I only—I just said that to be controversial. Okay, but good. I do yeah, have I heard. was going to say, I'm,
0: I'm like,
1: <laughs> what? what do you got to back that up?
0: <laughs> he what seemed I way too serious your, about that.
2: <laughs> but I do have your attention now, don't I? No. Um, look, Hunter made some really good points. I expected <laughs> nothing less. But there is one... There's a couple of issues that I have with Islam Makachev, great a fighter as he is, no one's ever going to argue that. My first issue is that the fight with Bobby Green wasn't in the division that he wants a title shot at. That niggles me a little bit, if I'm being totally honest, because I do think you should be campaigning at the weight that you want your title shot at. I agree it was one it was 160, wasn't it, that he fought Bobby Green at? Look, it ain't it ain't the end of the world. It's five pounds here, five pounds there, it is what it is. It niggles me a little bit, but that's not my sort of bigger issue. My bigger issue is this. Even though I really like Islam Makachev, and even though I rate him the highest I could rate him. I'm kind of fed up of seeing him bullying people on the ground who aren't good enough to fight back. I really am, you know. And that speaks more to how good Islam is rather than how bad his opponents are. But I really want to see him fight someone who's actually going to give him a test and make him work. And really the last guy I remember who did that was Armin Securian, uh, the Armenian who fought on the main card and who absolutely ripped yeah. Joel Alvarez to pieces. By the way, that elbow is one of the most disgusting shots I've ever seen. He will be in the top 10 soon. By the way, let me make that very clear. I like Armin Sukurian a lot. But back on to Islam Makachev. And the only reason I'm saying he shouldn't get the next title shot, even though he will, and even though I'm not going to argue against anything Hunter said, is because we need to see the Islam- or the Benil Dariush fight. I do think we do. Because love it, hate it, take it one <laughs> way, take it the other Benil Dariush is good enough to give Islam Makachev a tough run for his money. And we have to see Islam fight someone who's of that top, top caliber. That's the, that's the last argument against Islam getting a title shot. Believe me, that is it. And I'm not even actively trying to put obstacles in Islam's way. I'm a big fan of his. But, you know, Bobby Green, we expected that. You know, he didn't take a strike. I expected that. He beat him up in one round, got him to the ground, and Bobby Green looked like a fish out of water. I expected all of that. It wasn't a shock to anybody. If he can fight Benil Dariush, and if he can ragdoll Benil Dariush, then I'll open the door for Islam Makachev to get the next title shot. But until then, I want to see him fight someone who's actually going to give, make him work on the ground. That's my only reason why I wouldn't give Islam the next shot just yet.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and I think that's the only valid reason you could really put, because even the weight class thing, then you'd have to be arguing Bobby Green is a worthy opponent enough to to get a title shot off of, which he's not. I, I, Hunter, I agree with you completely. And it's more, I think this question is more of a less of a, does Islam deserve it? And just what makes sense? Because it's what makes sense right now. Logically, Poirier even if he was staying in lightweight you couldn't give him the next title shot because he literally just lost to the champion right chandler not in the discussion right now as much as we love him gaichi most logical step up next right it's actually crazy that there was even a question before this fight if makachev should get ahead of him it's not a question gaichi's next and they booked it gaichi Oliveira, makachev is after that has to be um you know unless we see some sort of weird bantamweight crisis main event i'm not trying to jinx anything uh the, the the lightweight division that is should be the logical step of things um for me it's also not only because he hasn't beat the best names right he has that's the uh, that's the big argument right he hasn't beat the top names but look at what he's been doing to every single one of his opponents especially as of late right his last three drew Dober, right which he beat him completely dominated him of course like every round was like a 10-8 and then you submitted them in the last 10 seconds then Dan Hooker took him down and submitted him instantly with a Kamora, which we haven't seen in forever. And then obviously Bobby Green took him down and, and just mauled him. Makachev is at that next level right now. He's looking unreal. And you could say he's not facing the best opponents, whatever. Right now, I think that is the logical step to take for him to get the title shot. And we're about to find out if he can beat the best opponents. Because, you know, you might say someone's not beating the best opponents, but He's about to get the shot at the best opponent. So we're about to see if he really is the best or not the best. So um, I'm very much looking forward to that. I As far as the matchup for Makachev, though, right? You can't go wrong between Gaethje or Oliveira, but I can't help but think Oliveira would be probably the toughest matchup in this whole division for Makachev, right? Because of his jujitsu base. I don't know. A lot of fascinating things go into that Oliveira gagey fight not just for their own like victory but for who fights makachev next uh and the odds for him are insane too so you know great win for makachev against bobby green again all credit to bobby green for stepping in on that fight um i don't think anyone saw that going any differently uh and yeah i agree with you guys i think logical next step has to be makachev for the title so Mm. yeah
2: you're still um yeah, look, I'm just, I'm just being honest here. It gnaws at me a little bit that it isn't going to be Dariush. I think, I think Dariush is the final step for the title. And you got to remember, this is a loaded division where you really do have to be make an undisputed claim to the throne. You know, this isn't like a lot of other divisions where you can fight one, two top 10 opponents and then get a title shot. you got to beat. Everybody. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm simply saying that's the state of play in the division right now. I think if you maul someone like Benito Dariush, who is a beast on the ground, absolutely not a problem whatsoever, given the title shot. But it. the other thing that I want to say about Islam Makachev too, not that I'm trying to take anything away from him. Hooker and Green were both late notice fights as well, and they didn't have a lot of time to prepare for him. Again, not taking anything away from Islam, playing devil's advocate here. I'm simply saying if you give someone who is a you know who is a Tasmanian devil in Benin Dariush a full training camp to prepare for Islam Makachev, and Islam can still beat that. No question in anybody's mind, given the title shot. But until that happens, doubts still linger in my head. And also, one other thing I wanted to ask you guys before we move on, Islam Makachev opening at minus 425 over Oliveira?
1: It's crazy. It's a lot. I see it. I might be stupid in saying this, but I would agree with that. From what I've seen in Makachev's just complete dominance over every opponent he's faced since his first UFC debut fight, um... Yeah, I, I would agree with it, and honestly, just to address the points you made, Keelan, it's not what I know you you said it, it's it's nothing taken away from Islam, but it's not like it's his fault that he hasn't faced anyone in the top five. He's been scheduled to face Benil Dariush. He fell out in two weeks' notice. He had to get a short notice fight. His fight before that against Dan Hooker, he wasn't supposed to fight Dan Hooker. His opponent fell out on short notice. If they the keep RDM. scheduling these fights and they keep not happening, it's not his fault. So I'm I'm just saying. say he goes to fight Olivera, say he wins the title, that just leaves more fights in the future against those top five fighters. So, I don't hate that he's going to skip these top fives. I would prefer if he fought Benil to start with, but we don't get what we want all the time. And honestly, it's up to Islam if he wants to refight him. Because if he waits, like we just said, there's no one else that makes sense other than Islam to get a title shot after Deci. But in the meantime, of course he could fight uh, Benil. He didn't take any damage in that last fight. So, I'd be fine with it. And I think all the fans would be fine with it. But it's honestly up to Islam at this point. Does he want to just skip straight to a title fight? Or does he want to go back and do maybe the right thing, that, if you want to call it that? Or just get more following, get get more of an undoubtedly opinion that he should get that title fight? It's up to Islam.
2: Well, he wanted to fight RDA. I'm not seeing why he wouldn't yeah. want to fight Benel.
1: Uh, uh, I don't know. We don't, we'll, we'll have to see um rda did tweet out and said that he knew like islam was fully shit or something like that so maybe islam declined it because he knew that he might get a title shot and that could hinder his title shot opportunity i don't know we we're just kind of it's honestly it's a time thing right now we're gonna have to wait and see yeah
2: true um it's just it's just theory more than anything i suppose and look again you made a really really good case there hunter no one's gonna argue with it look he can't control who pulls out and who doesn't if it was up to me I'd like to see them try and book it once more if it falls through again then yeah you, there's no other way around that but I just it, it just leaves a little bit of doubt there because there's no point in Benil being number three if he's not going to be the final step to the gate as well you know so that those are just my thoughts I don't know what you guys thought
0: yeah no look I I agree with that on the surface but like it's just if you're Islam Makachev, I just don't see the point to take that chance again because you've tried multiple times to get a fight booked and had multiple opponents fall out. And then whenever those do – like we're saying, okay, they're short-nosed opponents, right? So that hinders the the uh, you know person that's stepping in on short-nosed. But also, Makachev didn't have time to prepare for that, right? Dan Hooker is a completely different opponent than RDA is, uh, and it's the same thing. Bobby Green is polar opposite from what Benil Dariush is. Um, so I, I think you got to give Ma- uh, Makachev some credit for that. And I think he is a phenomenal fighter. And I, I really think, he, despite all that, I still think he deserves a title shot. And he, he I think he holds all the, the cards right now. Um, and I, I, if I'm in his position, I don't I don't see why I would take another chance at getting a fight booked and then another fight fall out or anything like that. Um, so I, I'm fine with him getting the title shot, to be honest. Um, well, guys, let's move on to the discussion of the week. And we are talking Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington. What are the keys to victory for Jorge Masvidal? Hunter, get us started. I have a general question to ask you too. Um, okay.
1: What do you think is the best facet of Colby Covington's game? If I were to answer it, I would say the cardio. I'd say that Colby Covington is the cardio king over here. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone in the UFC who has better cardio than Colby Covington except maybe a flyweight. And he fights, what, 50 pounds above it? 60 pounds above it, so yeah. we'll see. But what's the number one way to take out the cardio of a UFC fighter? You hit the body. Jorge Masvidal has some of the best body kicks in the game. The body kicks he was throwing at Nate Diaz made me wince when I was just watching over the TV over here. So, honestly, if I'm going to give up my, my keys to victory for Masvidal, it's to attack that body of Colby Covington because the takedowns have become less easy for Colby Covington. His cardio will diminish as time goes on. And honestly, it's just a really effective strike for, for Jorge. So I think body strikes are key for uh, fighting Colby Covington, as well as just relentless pressure. I don't think you give Colby Covington any time to breathe, even though he does the same thing to his opponent. So yeah. it's going to be a tough fight for Jorge, don't get me wrong. And it's going to be a tough fight for Colby, uh, Colby as well. But if you want a key to victory, it's to go to the body.
2: Yeah, I, re- I really like that analysis, Hunter, and I have no arguments with it. There's a couple of things that I will add, but I think you've laid the basis of how Jorge Masvidal will win this fight if he's going to. Jorge Masvidal has to fight this fight as if he's fighting Nate Diaz for that BMF belt again. He's got to back him up, not give him an ounce of room to move where he's in trouble. And he's got to light that midsection up and he's got to light it up constantly. Because like you just said, I mean, uh, to give a different answer, I would argue his wrestling, no shock is his best. Facet of his game, but the cardio is literally the heart and the engine of that game. So like that a lot. What Jorge Masvidal has got to do is do exactly what he was doing against Nate for those first two and a half rounds. Use that Mickey Ward-like shot to the liver. That southpaw left hand to smash that midsection. Smash it repeatedly. Get Covington hurt. Kick that midsection like it's a bloody football. And then back him up against the cage and tee off on him as much as you can, because you really, really got to hurt Colby Covington in the body to stop him, because he he he's, he is kind of like a tank, and that he will just keep rolling forward as long as you let him. And the other thing that I'm going to say, because I know Jack has uh, probably got a few very good things to add here as well, the last thing Jorge Masvidal has to do, or rather not do, is he cannot back up and counter strike. If he starts hitting the reverse gear, Covington's going to go for the takedown. Eventually he's going to land one and Jorge's not going to be able to get back to his feet because Colby smothering wrestling is going to be too much for Jorge. Great as I think he is. So those are my two keys to victory that I would give Jorge. Jack, hit us with what you've got.
0: No, I like that a lot. And I think you guys nailed it. I mean, whenever you look at Hunter, that's such a great question you posed at the beginning, because I think there are two things, right? I think It, it, like Keelan said, it's got to be the wrestling and the cardio. That is Colby Covington's game. Another one, the volume would be the other key to victory. That all add right because he doesn't have power in his strikes, but what he does is he beats you just by nonstop going forward and landing punches. So Jorge Masvidal, a lot of his problems against Kamara Usman. I'm going to be talking about the first fight and the second fight because although. Usman and Covington are different fighters. They are very similar, which is why both Usman versus Covington fights are so good because they stand and just have to fight. Um, The only difference is, and why Jorge Masvidal has a great chance in this is Covington does not possess the power that Kamar Usman does or the striking ability. So um, you guys nailed it, right? You got to, you got to work the body for sure. Slow down the cardio, right? Another thing I'd like to add leg kicks. Jorge Masvidal has some great leg kicks. He needs to be smacking those throughout the entire fight, a lot of guys will do that early and then kind of forget about it as the fight goes on because they get tired. The entire fight, he needs to be hitting that league leg, making Kobe think about it every single time he wants to shoot him for a takedown, right? Um, the other thing is got to be uh, and, and more about just because defending the takedown, obviously, right? More than that, the reason he lost the first time against Kamar Usman is not his takedown defense, right? Ahuri Mazudal has really worked on his takedown defense, that phenomenal camp they have in American top team. What he needs to work on is getting out of the clinch. A lot of times, Kamar Usman would do this to him in both of his fights uh, and some other wrestlers. Mazudal, whenever he's facing a guy that poses the threat of a takedown, like Keelan said, will back up. If he's backed up, not only can Colby shoot, but he can also control the clinch situation and then win the fight based off of just holding him in the clinch situation for a long time and getting small shots off, right? If you're Jorge Masvidal, you need to crack uh, Kobe Covington hard, back him up, do not go backward like Keelan said because that is absolutely another key, right? You cannot back up against Kobe Covington because that is where Kobe thrives. All Colby wants to do and all he does in the majority of his fights, every fight that Colby wins, right, which is most of his fights, he does not take a back step. You rarely see him take a back step. And I would argue the majority is the same for Jorge Masvidal. The fights that he wins, he does not take a back step. So the thing is, who's going to take the back step first? I know you're going to be worried about the takedown, but I think Jorge Masvidal needs to stand his ground. I really worry about the cardio for Jorge Masvidal the longer this fight goes on, right, with, with how much pressure Colby uh, puts on him. But as Masvidal can crack him early and make him think about the leg kicks, the body shots, Masvidal is saying, I'm going to stand right here. I'm not going to back up whenever you're coming towards me. That's going to play some sort of mental warfare and physical warfare towards Colby Covington. So you guys nailed it. The only thing I would add is just escape the clinch as fast as possible if you're Jorge Masvidal. Avoid the clinch at all costs stand your ground, do not take a back step, and, and we'll see. I think we got a fight if he does that.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree. I love how you mentioned the clench because that's in a very important part of Masvidal's game. That first fight with Usman, he lost it because of the clench. You know, he got okay. comfortable in the clench. You should not be able to get too comfortable in the clench. When he fought Nate Diaz, though, he had good movement in the clench, I would say. I think, I think the clench helped him more than ever. So you have to find a happy medium there if you're Jorge Masvidal. Go to the clinch if you want, but of course, be the dominating pressure in that clinch. or else when your back is against the fence, especially against Colby Covington, there's a lot to go wrong there. There is a lot to go wrong. Um, I love how you mentioned the volume of Colby Covington, because I think that's very, very important. Colby does not stop throwing. So to make him stop throwing, you have to be able to land those really strong strikes to make him respect your power. And I'm sure Colby already respects Masvidal's power to an extent. They've trained together for years. So I'm sure Kobe knows what Masvidal is capable of. He may say it in the, in the, in the promotions that he's not scared of Masvidal and his power. He's, he's seen everything Masvidal's got to offer. But I think if you've seen everything Masvidal has to offer, you should be more scared than more prepared. Honestly, Masvidal is a monster. You should be ready for anything. Masvidal's takedown defense right now is through the roof. Honestly, it, he fought Kamara Usman twice. I think he got taken down in the second fight like once, but in the scramble, he got up pretty fast. And I think since Colby Covington doesn't exactly have that raw strength and that raw power as Kamara Usman does, it's going to be harder to hold down Masvidal here. He's going to have to use technique over power, which granted Colby's got a lot of technique, but I think Masvidal can muscle his way out. Um, American top team has some of the best wrestlers and wrestling coaches they have to offer. Masvidal has basically been training to fight a wrestler for three years now since Ben Askren and Kamara Usman twice. So I think his, his wrestling side of things, It's totally changed from what we're we're used to. And I think it's going to be a whole different mass battle we see in here come Saturday night. Yeah,
2: I think both of you guys have made some unbelievable points there. I really, really do. I think if we were trying to create a blueprint on how to beat Colby Covington, you guys have just said 85% of it right there, if not 90. A couple of things that I'd like to pick up on. First of all, the leg kick point, because I really, really like that. If we look at when Conor McGregor fought Nate Diaz at UFC 202, what was the one thing he did that really slowed up Nate and allowed him to conserve as much of his energy as possible? Battering that lead leg kick. Now, yes, he broke his own leg in the process, or broke his ankle, whichever one it was, but it slowed Nate down massively, and Nate's a big pressure fighter. If Masvidal can do something similar to Covington and get him hobbling by the third, fourth round then Masvidal's chances get a lot better the longer this fight goes on. You have basically got to blow out the tires of the car that's running towards you. Slow him up. The second point that I'd like to talk about is the wrestling clinch point. Because, Jack, I don't think you could have said that much better. If we look at Jorge Masvidal and we look at American Top Team as a whole, there's three things Mike Brown is unbelievably good at coaching, both for Poirier and for Mastodal. And we've seen this in spades over the last couple of years. The first is controlling the clinch and getting that clinch spun around to be the dominator against the clinch or against the fence. The second thing that Mike Brown is unbelievably good at coaching is defending the takedown. He's, I mean, no one's gonna argue he's one of the best at that. And the third is the scramble, controlling the head on the ground and pushing down to get up back onto your feet. And like you said, Hunter, Masvidal did that perfectly against Usman. The fact that Kamaru Usman had to knock out Jorge Masvidal tells you how much better Masvidal's wrestling's become, in my opinion. So Mike Brown is going to be a big part of this fight, as far as I'm concerned, because he's going to have Jorge prepped to a tee. But I said I was going to talk about the clinch, and that's what I'm going to talk about now. Jorge Masvidal has two really big things that he has to do in this clinch because it's going to clinch very, very early on. The first thing Masvidal has to do that he did very well against Nate Diaz that actually led to that sickening leg kick that should have knocked anybody's head into Dana White's lap by the ring or by the octagon. The first thing he has to do is land those machete elbows in the clinch. You know, get Colby bloodied up a bit, you know, get him worse for wear. And there's a very – I'm not saying he has to do that for the reason that you think. The reason he's got to throw those elbows is to get Colby to hold his guard high and open up that body. Mm. Whenever he breaks out of the clinch, he's got to throw into the liver. He's got to throw into the ribs and just tenderize that midsection. I cannot emphasize that enough. If, If I had one piece of advice to give Jorge Masvidal, tenderize that midsection any opportunity you can. When they break out of the clinch, Colby's going to have his guard high, expecting those elbows. Dig that body as much as you can, and he will start wincing, because Colby might have the best cardio in the UFC, but you cannot condition your body to take punishment the way you can condition your head. If there's one golden piece of advice I'm bringing to the table, tenderize that midsection. That's what will win or lose Jorge Masvidal this fight.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you guys, especially that, look, the body has got to be such an important thing. The body and the legs is how you slow down a guy like Colby Cummington, because, like, think about it. Like, if your legs are dead, if your body's hurting, not only is his game going to slow down, but he's going to have to think about everything he does. So he's going to have to think about every shot he does, which means he's most likely going to telegraph it, which means Masvidal can have a better chance at defending it, breaking off, getting away from the clinch like we talked about and imposing his own will look guys i mean we have such that fight's gonna be bananas i am so excited it's the other thing we haven't even factored into this we're, we're factoring in if there is no emotion involved in this mistakes are going to be made for both guys because they're both going to be so emotional going into this fight i cannot wait um we're gonna have another great podcast talking about predictions for it uh and obviously the instagram live um Great podcast, guys. Yeah. If I could just interject real okay. quick,
1: I would like to give a quick update of the fantasy scores lately. Oh, yes, of course. Just current just recently, as of a week and two weeks ago, Jack has made his spot on the leaderboards. Ooh. Currently getting two points from Casey O'Neill and Islam Mopchev, leaving the scores five points for me, two points for Jack, and a slow start for Keelan at zero. But I'm sure at the later of the year, Keelan will bloom. There you go. The boss's <laughs> update for beautiful. fantasy right there. I hope so.
0: <laughs> that was amazing well it's it's Good reverse month. of how we started right because because uh keelan won and i was in the middle and hunter was last so yeah. i've stayed put but flip at the top i love it i love it oh my well, God. You know, we
1: have
0: we have a little bit to go though we'll, we'll see what happens yeah, but we got
1: plenty of time it's only it's <laughs> only month four or month three. Honestly, the math for me today is not on it. Month. I know it's March. It is the third month. I got it, guys.
0: Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's only one number. We're fine. That's only one. We're fine. It doesn't matter. It's just a number. Well, guys, thank you all for listening to the MMA Island Podcast. Not your place for math, but your place for MMA. Um, as always, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Listen to us everywhere. Literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MMA.island and check out our website, MMAisland.net. Again, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Great podcast, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. And 9 plus 10 is 21.